0: Do you Did you know that there's a comet in the sky? Apparently, this is a new thing that is like quite unexpected. I just read about it. Have you heard of this neowise comet comet? No. When I read it, like it it's it's hard for me to say neowise, N-E-O-W-I-S-E. N E O wise okay. like, like pennywise, but neowise
1: or neosporin.
0: <laughs> right, right. Neosporin, but neowise, right. Um, but apparently this comet came from like out of the solar system and came through the solar system and NASA had been tracking it and it was headed toward the sun or close to the sun and it made its closest path to the sun on July 3rd. Okay. And, you know, obviously when things get close to the sun, usually, you know, they burn up and break down and, you know, whatever. But this thing just kind of continued around, you know, it, it did its turn around, you know, inside the orbit of Mercury or whatever and didn't really die. And now it's headed back out of the solar system. So now it's, it's passing by Earth and it'll be passing by Earth for the next few weeks. And it started off as something that was bright enough to see with binoculars. But now they say, if you know where you're looking, you can actually see this comet with the naked eye.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just pulled up an article from the Washington Post. Yeah. And uh, there's a, there's a picture from this morning in Illinois. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's real or it's judging by this picture, it has to be around like 5am or something.
0: Yeah. So they, they said it's like the hour before sunrise right now. Okay. But as of Monday, so this this podcast will be posted on Monday. Um, it will begin to be visible in the evening,
1: so like, right
0: right after sunrise so or sunset.
1: So, uh, starting when?
0: Starting right after sunset on Monday, like oh, okay. July thirteenth okay. or whatever yeah. it is. So. Like, right after sunset, look to the west, northwest, um, and it's supposed, you know, you might be able to, you might not be able to see it at first, you, you know, a, a dark sky helps or whatever, and right. said, like, you can see it through binoculars, and then once you find it in the binoculars and you know where to look, you'll be able to see it with your eye, and with the naked eye. And, um, but like, it's so un stable like comets i guess by nature are unstable so it could completely fizzle out anytime in the next few weeks or it could because of solar heating get like super bright right so it's just it's awesome that it even exists and that we can see it you know and it's it's on its way out of the solar system and the next time it'll be in the solar system 6800 years
1: holy shit
0: so this is our only time to see
1: (laughs) yeah do you how like they don't know how old it is right
0: yeah i i don't know i didn't read that i mean you know it's probably been going through for you know since the beginning of time or whatever right yeah you know
1: that's so fucked up
0: yeah, but, you know, just the fact that it made it through that, you know, that close trip to the sun and it didn't fall apart is pretty awesome. Right. Um, But do you remember when we were kids and, and Haley's Comet came?
1: Yeah, I believe that was 1986.
0: Is that when it was? Let's I'm pretty, see. I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah, 1986. Okay. So, and I, you know, every 75 years, I remember they, they, uh, they made a big deal about it because in 1986 we would have been in what like second grade or something like yeah. that so um yeah so i mean they made a big deal of it when we were in you know second grade or whatever and i remember like the weekly reader had yeah. you know something about it
1: yeah yeah i uh, remember a um uh paul sailor had this like, like annual book fair and they were really pushing the uh, Haley's books. So right. I bought a couple of them. I actually, I actually still might have them somewhere. Yeah. Away.
0: Well, I I remember um, that we, you know, they, I remember my teacher telling us how lucky we were to be that age because we could possibly see it twice, you know? Right. Cause we were, you know, eight. And if we live to be 83, then, you know, maybe we'll see it again. Um, which, you know, not a lot of people get to do. Right. But, um, although do you know about Haley's Comet and Mark Twain? Have you ever heard this? Like,
1: no, I don't think so.
0: He was born like right when Haley's Comet came, it came through.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, for his entire life, he would say, you know, I came in with Halley's Comet and I have a feeling I'll probably go out with Halley's Comet. And sure enough, he died at the next appearance of Halley's Comet.
1: Holy shit.
0: So like his his life was like perfectly bookended by yeah. Halley's Comet. Which is pretty fucking cool.
1: Dude, Mark Twain, author and prophet. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> right. And like... Maybe, he, maybe he was actually, um, remember that cult that like killed themselves and thought they were going to like get a ride on like the Hillbop comet or whatever. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the fucking Kool-Aid drinkers. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But like maybe, maybe Mark Twain was legit and he actually did, you know, come with the comet and then, right. you know, had to, had to get a ride home on it. Yeah. But the, so the next time it will be around, the next time it'll be closest to Earth will be July 28th, 2061, okay. which will be my son's exact 55th birthday. He'll turn 55 that day Shit. when Halley's Comet comes. So we have that's pretty a chance. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, you and I will have just turned 83, so hopefully we'll stick around. We'll do a special Haley's Comet episode right. in, in Haley, forty one years.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you remember talking about Haley's comet? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> um I'm um there's a lot of uh astronomy astronomical activity happening right now, so I mean, is there I mean you mentioned that comment um right now we are under the capricornids uh, i'm I'm sure I'm not really pronouncing that right uh, meteor shower um yeah. It's uh, currently active. The peak is on the 29th. And then shortly after that uh, uh, is uh, the Perseids, which yeah becomes active actually uh, at the end of next week. Uh, and the peak is in early August. So yeah,
0: the Perseids are are usually the ones that I try to make it out for, or you know, the ones that I have made it out for before, right? Um, because they they're usually active. Peak is usually like August eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, something yep. like that. And um, and it's nice because it's it's hot outside. You know, the other one, the the uh, Geminids, I think, which are in December. Mm-hmm. I've gone to see those before, and I just freeze my ass off out there, right. you know. Like the the sky is clear because it's winter and it's more crisp, but it's more fun to to watch them in the summer. So, right, um, maybe I well, I'll have to see what phase the moon is in because you know you want you don't want a full moon with when the when you're going to look for comets, um, or asteroids, meteors, whatever.
1: Will be. Uh, It'll be a half a moon, so okay,
0: so that's peak. decent. Yeah, so um, I don't know. May- maybe that's a maybe that's a more later episode. Me and you standing in the middle of the field watching for <laughs>
1: for meteors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I've you know when I've seen them before, I always expect them to make noise. You know, like streaking across the sky, I always want it to be like an airplane or like you know some kind of like zoom or something, you know, but it's just light
1: well, i mean- uh maybe this unstable neo wise comet will give you that, yeah, like it yeah,' off Track and crashes somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want, like, the sonic boom of, like, you know, the double boom of, like, when the when the right. space shuttle would re-enter the atmosphere. Right. That's what I want with these meteors, but...
1: No, I mean, there are, like, all kinds of meteors constantly, and I know that you know, uh, most of them burn up in the Earth's atmosphere, but I'm sure we have more more than a few winners that, uh, hit a fucking field somewhere. And like, abso- right. and absolutely like nobody knows or right. hitting, hitting water or. Yeah. Whatever. Well,
0: you know, lately with, with so many people have those doorbell cameras, uh-huh. you know, and that capture things and then Are they capturing other
1: people. Lately?
0: Yeah. I mean, Are if, if really? you yeah, if you look it up, there he was one just
1: with the fucking jogging by with a fucking light on his head. <laughs> one of those miners lights. <laughs> that would be awesome if that's what it was. But
0: I think there's actually a NASA site that like compiled that you can send it in. And I saw one a few weeks ago with like, you know, a couple dozen people who had captured it on their um, on their doorbell camera. Really? Or, you know, their outdoor camera that you know you could get this um and i I, it was somewhere in the u.s i can't remember where it was but and then there was that huge meteor a few years ago that crashed in siberia i think and there were um apparently like people in russia a lot of people in russia drive around with dash cams because to like get things on camera because so much, so much shit there is shady. So, oh, you, yeah. so you want like everything documented.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, there's a whole YouTube channel dedicated to that shit. I've watched. Oh, is um, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> kind of the, the, uh, the uh, Soviet version of world star.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, but there's like focuses on, on, um, car accidents and like instig there's there are many instigators that like try to create trouble and and, and cause fights so ah, okay, yeah.
0: i'm i'm sure that can be quite the rabbit hole to go down you know you yeah it is watch one of those and then all of a sudden it's four hours later and you wonder what the hell have i been doing <laughs> for the last few hours but um you know, so there you, there's always, you know, not always, but, you know, from time to time, you see those meteors that, you know, make a big impact like that or streak across the sky or something. And it's just now they're more likely to be captured because of technology and people, you know, everything being on camera all the time. Um, but it, you know, it. I, I always worry, you know, some people think that's what. Out, you know, killed the dinosaurs. You know, a huge meteor. So, like, what if something like that? You know, that would be horrible. If 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 another thing like that came and we just knew, all right, this is the end of us. There's not going to be a sun for a few years. So now we just have to die. You know,
1: it's happening.
0: Like, (laughs) like you know, we things people are going crazy just with this pandemic, and we're more than likely, more than likely, humans are going to make it through this. You know. But what if some, you know, what if it's something like that that we know we're not going to make it through? We wouldn't even last till the end. We'd all be dead within a couple of weeks. We just start killing each other. Right. That's a real uplifting thought.
1: Man, you are bringing the positivity back.
0: <laughs> well, you know. We're talking about like our
1: childhood and Haley's, and all of a sudden we're fucking <laughs> killing each other. <laughs>
0: yeah well maybe mark twain had the right idea and just you know hop a comet to the uh to the outskirts of the solar system and get the hell out of here right but i don't know how to do that
1: (laughs) well um (laughs) so we've mentioned some uh passings recently with uh famous people and Uh we're just talking about um killing people uh uh, but I recently uh, found out some some news that um, you know people that know me know that I have a few tattoos and um, uh, uh, two of them were were put on by this artist named um, Travis Litkey out of uh, Valparaiso, and I recently mm-hmm. found out that he passed away. So. Oh man, 45. I'm not sure what happened. He had, um, uh, last time I talked to him, he, he was kind of retiring sort of. And then I read, he, um, opened up a place in Bloomington and he did some recently, some part-time work, um, uh, up in Vaba recently. So so I mean I'm not sure what happened and but right. it's sad but I mean I have uh, I have his art on me permanently so I mean that's, Yeah that's
0: cool that you have that.
1: Kind of cool, yeah.
0: Man, that sucks. I'm sorry man. Yeah. That's a that's a that's uh the thing that I always think about, you know, with that stuff is that somebody's always dealing with that, you know. There's right. a, and you know the world goes on and you know when when we deal with our own losses, it becomes such a, you know, central part of our life. And it's always, you know, you look outward and you see, Oh, everybody else is just life goes on for everybody else. And sometimes you forget when you're the, among the people for whom life is just going on, you forget that like somewhere, somebody's dealing with this shit, you know? Right. Yeah. It's really, uh, really gets to you, but well, talking about another badass. um, Evil Knievel. I don't even know how I got on Evil Knievel. Have we talked about Evil Knievel on here before? I know you and I have talked about it. Right. I don't know. if We, we
1: haven't, we but I here. mean, why not? Let's, <laughs> let's it, it It, like,
0: everybody, I, I'm going to be, make sure to show my kids the Evil Knievel videos. Because, like, that guy was such like a cultural icon. Right you know, and as a childhood like as a child- in our childhood, like every kid who knew who he was, you know, mm-hmm. and just to we don't have anybody like that today,
1: right, you well, know? And-
0: anybody that's doing cool shit like that,
1: so actually uh I was uh, about to follow up on on how there's a young man out there who. Has been carrying that type of stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, um, Travis Pastrana. Um, okay. He, it, I now, now I will not claim that I'm some expert. I watched a um, documentary on him probably about five or six years ago, and I mean it. It, uh, it was pretty awesome. You can find it out there, but he is. You no, know, there might be other people like him out there. I'm sure there are, but he seems to be the closest thing to yeah to uh, evil Knievel. And he's he's done some really fucked up stuff. Um, and he like started this out as a little kid. Uh, he like his. Parents said he it was just something he gravitated to when he was a small child. So it's like I think with like Pastrana and Knievel and the millions of other people out there that are into this like extreme um performances and uh stunts, it's like wired into their head. Right. Yeah. And it's pretty remarkable so look him up
0: yeah and you know I think it that kind of stuff hasn't an an effect on a lot of us you know at least when we're watching it we're like oh that's so cool but then to go from like oh that's so cool to actually like doing it you know that's quite a quite a step to take so that's pretty awesome but you know I'm just looking up Travis Pastrana and he's got you know in he's wearing his, um, I don't know, like motorcycle jumpsuit or whatever. And he's got it, it's all covered in, you know, in sponsors, sponsor right. names, Subaru, yeah. Yokohama, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And like I heard that, you know, Evil Knievel didn't make any money from all of his jumps. Oh, really? He had to make money from other stuff. You know, he did the jumps to get like, you know the doll and and other deals and stuff but like from the jumps themselves he, apparently he didn't make money and it would have been but he had those awesome like capes and whatever he was wearing you know but it didn't have he didn't make he could have put business names on those and sold the sponsorships you know right but it's that's just not something that was done back then right which You know, it's kind of cool that he didn't because, you know, if you look up Evil Knievel, you just see like all this cool shit that he that he wore, you know, Um, the the, the, like the stars with capes. And like he just looked like like this, like (laughs) stunt performing superhero or whatever, you know, that's pretty awesome. But. um, Yeah, he attempted more than 75 ramp to ramp motorcycle jumps. But I just, I can't imagine, we've talked before about skydiving mm-hmm. and about like how I get nervous just thinking about skydiving.
1: Right.
0: Like I, I can feel myself starting to get sweaty now just like <laughs> mentioning the word skydiving. But like, I can't imagine what this guy must have been thinking when he's doing these jumps, you know? Yeah,
1: I and like, he has to practice that shit and like, Right, could you uh imagine like mustering up the courage to like do it? I don't know how often he had to practice these jumps, but like, you know, I in that's probably part of the wiring. Like, he yeah, might not have thought of it as you know, I could break my neck on this one. It was like, I fucking better land this or go back to the drawing board like right yeah yeah it's crazy
0: i mean he he essentially knew like okay i i have to land this jump but really what he's saying is okay it's time to break a bone or you know do something you know because like you know that doing your work there's you know a better than average chance when you're practicing these that you're going to fall off and hurt yourself and like to be able to just put that out of your mind and go ahead and do it is just, man, right. it's pretty awesome.
1: I uh, always found it odd. Well, I mean i I understand it, but he um did all these jumps, and I mean he came through. He did hurt himself, but the biggest like insult to him is I don't know he. he he was, he was older and he, he was on a golf course and he fell and broke his hip. So oh god, I thought like, what the, f- like, here he is. He, this, <laughs> right. like, person who did all this fucked up shit and this like sick joke of like falling not real far and right. But I mean, I'm sure he, the broken hip was probably because of prior injuries i'm thinking
0: yeah yeah how many times had he broken like everything surrounding right right you know like all that shit was just held together by you know screws and pieces of metal anyway so
1: probably like a bionic man
0: yeah yeah no kidding but um You know, even the idea, I guess this goes to the the whole concept of there not being as many television choices back then. So you could get much more of an audience for what was on TV. But even the idea that like so many millions of Americans now would watch something like that, you know, right You know it would be on abc wide world of sports or whatever and you'd have you know millions of people that would watch it but now something like that would be you know maybe not even on tv maybe online or you know if it was on tv it would be on you know some extreme sport network or you know some kind and you'd get a few hundred thousand people watching it and that would be it
1: right right, right
0: um you know just like just to be such a cultural phenomenon is it's pretty awesome just for you know jumping motorcycles and Mm -hmm. whatever although part of it is you know the personality too and you know just the whole flamboyance of it and whatever so
1: yeah like i don't know like i've watched a few of his jumps but i don't know much uh about him like if he yeah did he do like pre-jump press conferences and was he really flamboyant was he a real showman or like I'm
0: I'm not even really sure like yeah. I I just know that like it, I, there's got to be there's got to be a documentary out there about evil Knievel oh, I'm, I'm sure. sure if there is I'm going to track it down but um there's got to you know I th- part of the appeal of that really is trying to is, is the idea that he might crash.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: You know, and right. people want to see you succeed, but also at some point, like people want to see you crash too. Right.
1: I mean, um, that's pretty much why people watch like race car driving. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Crashes.
0: Yeah. Or like, you know, um, who was it? The, uh, one of the Willendas who like crossed the Chicago river on, a on a high wire a couple years ago or something. Do you remember that? No. Like um, from Marina tower to something in Chicago, he walked across the river.
1: No, I mean, like
0: you had like thousands of people that, you know, came downtown to watch that. And like most everybody there was just there to see the guy fall. You know, he didn't (laughs) fall, but that's what everybody's thinking. And so, you know, I, I don't know. But at the same time, like if you do see him fall, you're like, oh, no, you know, right. Like the the guy that did the uh, the walk between the two twin towers, the French guy, what the hell was his name? Philippe, somebody was um, that
1: in the 80s.
0: No, I think it was in the 70s, like before they were even finished, I oh. think. I think it was I think like one tower had opened, but the other hadn't. And, you know, just to walk out there on a. Wire, oh man, no thank you, yeah. But, but you know, I mean, he he somewhat knew what he was doing, it wasn't like the first time that he'd been on a wire, yeah, you know. I mean, so.
1: you know, nothing could happen, no, I mean, like, <laughs> you no know, goddamn like a bird can just fucking come out of the door and get yeah. him, right? Well, that's the thing is like, I no matter that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah god can you imagine <laughs> you're fucking doing all this shit and you're done in by a fucking seagull
0: yeah yeah well and that's the thing like no matter how much you prepare some of it is just out of your hands right? and there's nothing you can do about it right. you know so you know you can you can lower the risk but at some point you know you're still you. You're, if you're fucked you're fucked so um evil can evil I'll I'll see. I'm sure there's well here, here's being this movie called Being Evil. I don't know if that's uh yeah, that looks like it is a documentary. All right, I'll check that out and I'll report back and All right. let you know, let you know what I think. Um Okay, let's talk about somebody who's not as cool as Evil Knievel, who I don't know if we've talked about before on here, but good old Kanye West.
1: Kanye West.
0: He's going to run for president supposedly. I
1: heard that,
0: which is totally like a publicity thing, you know? Like he's This is this is this was my first thought and it was confirmed today when I was reading this article about I was reading this article on billboard.com about him and in the article is quoted um a professor at <laughs> a professor that I know very well at the university who they contacted about, you know, whether he, it's too late to get him on the ballot or not. And they said, you know, essentially, yeah, he, you know, he should have started this a long time ago and to get on the ballot now, you're going to need like thousands and thousands of signatures. So it's not, it's not going to happen, but um, it's the kind of thing that before Donald Trump would have seemed like a total publicity thing, but Now it's like, all right, well, anybody can be president, you know?
1: Right. And we would have to go back and check it like who, like in past elections, who like try to randomly run.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, Donald Trump ran a few times right. before he actually ran, you know, but it's one thing to to say, oh, I'm running for president. And then another thing to actually, you know, do the work to do it, you right, know, right. like anybody can announce that they're running or whatever. Um, but it mostly, especially, you know, for somebody like Kanye West, it's just a publicity thing. But, um, you know, with the, the idea that now it's, I guess to some point it's, it's, it's always been a popularity thing, but now in our society, it's just, you know, a pop culture phenom could, could get enough people to vote for him. I think that it, they could win, you know, Right. is kind of like, Oh, well, I'll give this guy a shot. And it's like, really, is that a good idea? Should we give this guy a shot? <laughs> <laughs> Especially somebody who's not necessarily terribly stable. So Right. Um I don't know. I don't think we have to worry about there being a president president West anytime anytime soon. <laughs> that would be my guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I I he uh he's interesting for sure. Um but I mean, I haven't really maybe it's me being an old man and out of touch, but <laughs> i don't really like i haven't heard any like recent music or anything if he like what is he up to is he is he doing shit i mean i know that he he, he has a church in chicago that he's at pretty frequently oh. oh
0: yeah i mean i don't know anything about what he's been up yeah to.
1: yeah i don't know
0: I just know, I know I heard an interview with John Legend the other day and he was saying how um, that he's got a, Kanye has a place in Montana that he's been hanging out during the pandemic in, in Montana. So, which is, it seems like that's a popular place for, um, you know, celebrities to go to kind of get away from it all. I know that's where uh, David Letterman has a place right. and Kevin Costner and some other people I've heard are are out in Montana cuz freaking wide open spaces man
1: right although all the uh local ranchers probably really appreciate that
0: yeah yeah I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure yeah um all right well with the, with the little heat wave that we've had lately, it, it reminds me I've been, I've been paying attention to my air conditioning a lot.
1: Okay. As, in, uh, what do you have? It's, it's central just
0: air. central air. And do you have like, do you have a, a, a number that you set your air conditioning to? Yes. What is it?
1: Um, in, uh, when, when we're home it's 74, and, okay you no know, i find that too cold but i mean the upstairs is so fucking hot so i mean, right i mean yeah it's a happy medium so
0: yeah i set mine to 73 mm-hmm. and it gets uh it, sometimes it gets a little chilly but um and actually during the day i usually jack it up i think right now it's on 77 and it's hot in here but, um, I would prefer to have it cool at night rather than during the day. Cause I want it like cool when I'm sleeping, you know? Right. So, and, and usually like I turn it off when I'm not home. So often when I come home, it's just like blazing hot in here and then it takes some time to, to cool things down. But, um, you and I both grew up without central air.
1: Yeah. We, right. Yeah. Uh, we had no AC um we had some window unit at some point for a short time I yeah that went away but yeah no yeah
0: we got see. we got our first window unit in like 2000 so i lived there for like 12 years without any ac and um and you know you just sit there and sweat your ass off all summer is essentially what it is. You know, you can put as many fans as you want, but really it's just circulating the hot air. Right. But um, there's something to be said for window units because, you know, I, in my house, like, you know, it's not a big house. It's, you know, two bedrooms, there's kitchen, bathroom, living room. It's pretty simple, but like there's one bedroom that, 99 percent of the time doesn't need to be cool you know so and i you know i can close the vent or whatever but it's still you know there's still cool air going in there or whatever Mm -hmm. and it just feels like a waste to cool it you know right whereas if you have a window unit like in every room like just you know turn it on in the room that you're in and you don't have to worry about cooling the rest of it Mm -hmm. so there's some i mean maybe they're overall less efficient you know maybe they require more energy than just a central air i I don't know so i I
1: think they because they're all i can't remember how window units operate but are they always on um
0: no i I mean you can yeah you can set it to you can set the temperature and then once it reaches that reaches that temperature it'll it'll cycle off um And like at my, my mom and dad's house now, like they, they still just have window units and they just put them in, like, I think each bedroom has one. And then like, they don't have one in the kitchen and they don't have one in the living room, but they'll put one in the family room. But that one's like really high powered. So it can like make the kitchen decent. And then, you know, the living room, it gets kind of okay. Um, but you know, it's be- at least it- it's something, you know. Um, but my kids, you know, were born into a house that has central air, so you know, if it gets the least bit uncomfortable, <laughs> they're like, you know, turn up the air conditioning. But there's, you know, there's three levels. There's a basement, and then there's two levels, and you keep the air low to keep the two upstairs bedrooms decent but then it's like, you know, 65 degrees in the basement because it's always cooler in the basement anyway. Right. So even if you close the vents in the basement, it's so damn chilly that like they're laying down there with blankets on, but you can't, you you know, that's, you have to put it on something to so it's not 500 degrees upstairs. So I don't know.
1: Um, when, uh, we were kids, we had this, um, uh, without having air, we use a box fan. So, right. Uh, we would have a fan in the living room window, the kitchen uh, window, and each bedroom. And the fan I chose was, I don't know, this awesome, like 1970s, like, I don't know, like 50 pound fucking box fan. It probably wasn't 50 pounds, but I mean, it was heavy and it had this like awesome little pilot light on it and it was loud as fuck and i yeah you no know, i i think that's where i um develop my like need to have noise when when i'm in bed but my bedroom was over my sister's room and i would blast that thing and it would shake so b- bad and she would I always get pissed off at me for having that thing on. Like, shake her, shake her ceiling.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's totally a thing, though. I mean, you get used to that, that white noise of the fan, you know. Right. And then I remember just, you know, towards, you know, whatever point late in the summer where you finally the air conditioning goes off for the first time or whatever. And then, you you're like oh man it's quiet in here you know i even get that here just with central air you know when it cycles off it's kind of like oh everything's quiet but those fans were constant you know you never turn those those things off right um but i i told my kids i was like all right well you know you you guys have have central air there and but when you come over here sometimes i'm going to you know turn off the air conditioning to make you guys uncomfortable, <laughs> and they just like looked at me. What? They're like, "What?" They're like, "Why would you do that?" What? I was like, "We, we gotta tell. We're gonna. It's gonna be like a throwback to the pioneer days. Like you know, toughen you up like the pioneer days." <laughs> and my son says, "Are you gonna give us dysentery too?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: and And which I thought was hilarious. And he'd like, he's like, I'd rather have dysentery than be hot. And I was like, I I don't think you would (laughs) like if you actually had dysentery, I think you'd be, you know, I think you'd choose being hot for sure. Right. That's probably, I mean, not that I've had it, but I can't imagine it's, you know, something you want to endure. But um, I think I've talked on here before about how in the summer of 1988, on the last day of school, I got chicken pox. And the summer of 88 was one of the hottest summers on record in Chicago. And I remember just laying there in a house with no air conditioning with the windows open in early June, scratching and sweating my ass off and just thinking like, this is so uncomfortable, (laughs) you know. But um, I don't know if it would have been, you know, it still would have been itchy with, with air conditioning, just not as hot. But so we should be thankful for air conditioning. It also makes me wonder, you know, we're just not as tough as our, as our ancestors, you know, like a hundred years ago, you just sat there and sweat your ass off.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, you No. Know, you, you just had to, I mean, not even a hundred years ago, really.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: No, 30 years ago for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, right. It's, it's like, it's the same, you know, it, it was the, the kind of a, the season, it, it helped you experience the seasons more, right. you know, like now with air conditioning, like you're always room temperature, you know, um, I guess. You're, yeah. I mean, I guess you're a little cooler in the winter, you know, I set my heat to like 65 or whatever. So I'm a little cooler in the winter, but you know, not the extreme to which it would be if you didn't have air conditioning, right. you know? But, you know, that's interesting. Like people will do without air conditioning, but nobody does without heat. (laughs) You know, I guess because you're more likely to die from no heat than you are no air conditioning. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, like last year, our air went out and uh, it was pretty hot. I mean, the house got up to like 83 and. Yeah, I was okay. I mean, I was like, yeah. I mean, I'll just put a fan on, right? Kind of uh, rem- uh, uh, reminded me of the old days. But yeah, don't get me wrong. I was fucking happy when they fixed it. The next, day. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well I talk mean, about it's, liking it, it and uh, and I can hack it for sure. But it's a. um It's an inconvenience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the weather forecast here, and it's supposed to be, I think there's supposed to be storms coming through later this afternoon, and that's going to cool it down for a few days. But then the forecast high for Tuesday is 97 degrees. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, and then 96 on Wednesday. So maybe as a little experiment, I'll do without air conditioning, (laughs) tuesday night into wednesday when it's super hot and and you know just sweat my ass off while i'm sleeping and uh make me make me not take for granted the air conditioning ever again if i do that i'll report back on the next episode and Let you know how angry I get, or probably what would happen is I'd I'd last like you know forty minutes without air conditioning, and then go and turn it on because I've had enough.
1: No, you can last longer. You just have to like just tap into old Brett, (laughs) right?
0: Yeah, tap into the the uh, the '90s uh, hardcore teenage uh, make do Brett. Yeah, right. It's got to be in there somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, it nice. <clears throat> is. Um, so in in the last episode, I can't remember how it came up, but you mentioned the whole idea of Chernobyl selfies of people going to Chernobyl to take selfies. Oh yeah, <laughs> which I I meant I to look up. up, and I I haven't looked it up yet, but like it it that's a fascinating thing to me. You know, like the idea that I guess if you if you're looking for places that are exclusive, like well,
1: yeah, that's- yeah, I mean, let's get your followers happening and, and, and <laughs> let's make this like great chic radiation picture. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, and the thing is, like with with that, like you probably don't even know anything bad is happening when you're there, you know. Because like you don't feel the radiation, you know.
1: Right. Well. And. <laughs> but that's like one of those things where I mean it's so well known. Just. Right? Just like if I like touch a hot light bulb, I'm gonna burn my fucking hand. Like <laughs> right. Chernobyl is just a bad place to be around. <laughs> right. And I mean, yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah, it's fucked
0: up. Well, um the uh that I mean not to get political on here again, but we do have a big portion of the United States who have just decided that, you know, not to believe science. And I wonder if it would extend that far, you know, if they would if they if there's if there's anybody here who would believe you know oh you can go to Chernobyl it's fine you know it's just a big conspiracy or something and that you know that um, that radiation isn't really going to do anything to you or whatever you know I don't know just because it's it's not something you can see you know so why believe it right but. I don't know. That's I uh, I'm I'm not going to uh <laughs> I'm not going to Chernobyl. But it you know, it is it is an exclusive thing, you know. There aren't that very many people that have been there. So um which I think let me check that. I think Chernobyl was the same year as Haley's comet, I think.
1: 86. Yeah,
0: 85. Yeah, April 26, 1986. And when did Haley's Comet come? Uh what date in 86? Um yeah, March 20 March of 86. So yeah, they were practically the the same time, March and April of 86. So 86 was a big year, man.
1: Did I talk about um no, I might have been on this kick last summer and I don't know if we've ever talked about um have we talked about like my fascination with um disasters?
0: Not on here, I don't so, think no.
1: Chernobyl is one of them. I th- I think I talked to you uh about this when we were at like brewfest, but uh, yeah. There's a show called Seconds from Disaster, and, uh-huh. and um, it, it, it's fucking fascinating. I mean, it, it c- covers many disasters. Hey, shocker! But Chernobyl was one of them, and it's something to watch. I mean, it you like talk about h- human error? Like, yeah they basically (laughs) the the fucking day shift (laughs) didn't didn't want to work late basically So (laughs) really like the fucking day shift didn't want to run these tests because it meant more hours so like the skeleton crew night shift that was pretty much the equivalent of having a couple janitors on duty run the tests and they didn't know what they were doing yeah um later on the the um engineers that that should have been there were taken to trial i'm not sure what happened but it's fucking idiotic human error. Like, it wasn't these these like junior engineers' fault? I they just right. didn't know. It was some lazy assholes. Man, and talk about the. It's so idiotic. I mean that that didn't have to happen. That literally didn't have to happen. It wasn't a fucking accident. It was right. Total neglect
0: that's and that's really disconcerting you know right. the fact that you know it's not it's not something that could have been that was like unforeseen right, you know right. like it was it was just people just refusing to do their jobs or being lazy or yeah. whatever you know and it just you know it just makes makes <laughs> it makes me worry like what things are going on around me that I'm I that might have bad repercussions for me because somebody doesn't want to do their job? Oh, you know. Well,
1: I mean, just uh, they have a show on the um, Concord that crashed um, to oh yeah. France in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, what they they can trace the accident back to fucking laziness. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Man. Like a lot of this shit, either like lazy or cost cutting measures. Right. Uh, yeah. In which once again, I, I I think I ranted on Boeing like a month ago. They are doing the same exact thing. They right. Cost-cutting, yeah. Cost cutting greedy assholes and the same right thing is fucking happening
0: yeah well you know i even think about like the challenger disaster you know
1: there's and, one on that also
0: yeah yeah and i re- i remember like another 1986 thing um man 1986 was an eventful year but um the you know there, it had frozen and, you know, there were engineers who were saying, no, we shouldn't go, no, we shouldn't go, but NASA wanted to do it, you know, and they didn't want, they didn't want another delay. And, you know, it's just, just one of those things that like, you know, at, at some point there's, there's the equation has to change where you're saying, okay, even if it makes us look bad, or even if it, you know, makes us, makes people impatient or whatever like we have to say okay safety first or whatever
1: and with the challenger it's like what was the pressure like what was the hurry because they kept getting delayed like the public didn't know that no that weather is a big possibility it could Delay things because it's fucking dangerous to go to outer space. Like, and right. what the fuck was the rush? I mean, right? Yeah, whatever they were doing was still gonna be there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I know deadline.
0: Yeah, I know that it, you know it was a big deal because Krista McAuliffe was on there, and you know the first teacher in space sure. or whatever. So it was kind of a high profile thing. But to me, like. If you know it's a high profile thing right. and lots of people are paying attention, yeah. you want to get that fucker right, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. So, I, like, let's fucking kill her instead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, Jesus, what, what is going on? Yeah. You know. Um, but the I there was a there was a newspaper columnist one time that wrote a column about how the one of the NASA made a mistake calling it the space shuttle. And that just by calling it the space shuttle, you made, you made space travel seem almost routine and like, you know, the word shuttle, you know, you take a shuttle from the parking lot to the terminal at the airport or, you know, at at Disney world, you ride the shuttle, but like you don't ride a shuttle to outer space, you know, like it's a big fucking deal. So just by calling it a shuttle, you kind of like minimized the risk and the, you know, the um, the complication of the whole endeavor, you know, um, so they
1: fucking blaming it on. <laughs> well, I, I, he wasn't
0: he wasn't blaming it on that, but he was just saying, you know, that that most people kind of take for granted how difficult it is, right. you know, how difficult space travel is, right. and maybe if people knew how difficult it was and how many things have to go right. And how many different you know people are working on it? Then maybe NASA would be a little bit more um, willing to postpone things because they would they wouldn't feel as much pressure from people to you know get things done. You know because I guess, it's complicated shit. Yeah, I so yes,
1: I mean, but like that's kind of weird because I you know I. Knew as an eight year old that that wasn't hard, like <laughs>
0: right, yeah,
1: that you know, I yeah, I don't, it's a iffy explanation. I, it, yeah, it's fucking NASA, okay. Well, and not exactly their fucking engineers because your engineer said, Hey, <laughs> there's something, <laughs> there's something really wrong here and we shouldn't, right, do it. It's management right everywhere is fucking useless
0: yeah yeah i mean you know the people who know what's going on should be the the ones that are making the decisions but you know frequently it's with
1: everything here whether it's a fucking business or a fucking space program they fucking have to ruin everything
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the one thing that we always that we do get that right is with the military, because you have the, the person in charge of the military is a non-military person, the president, right. you know, and that's what I always cringe a little bit when, you know, presidents say, you know, this is going to be a military decision and we're going to leave it up to the military people to decide. Well, no, you're the one that needs to decide. Like you right. should listen. You should get advice from all of those people. But you know, you need to be able to decide what the right thing to do is based on what they're saying, you know. Right. But don't just blindly go along with them and let them make the decisions. But, um, that um you know, it's a fine line between, you know, following their advice or, you know, seeking their advice and then making making your own decisions. But, you know, that's that's you're you're acting on behalf of the country there for NASA, you know you're acting really on behalf of the people within the shuttle that might die if you're making the wrong decisions. And Mm -hmm. for that, it seems like you should be listening to the people that know how the, how the damn thing works, you know, that's the other just mind boggling part of space travel to me is how many people I remember at the, I think it's at the end of Apollo 13 where they talk about how, you know, it took the work of like 400,000 people to build the Apollo thirteen, the the like aircraft, you know, or to or for the mission, not to build the craft, but like if you look at everybody involved in every aspect of it, it was like four hundred thousand people, and so everybody has to do things just right. And the fact that all of that shit goes right most of the time is just mind boggling,
1: you know. Right? Yeah. I mean, everything has to has to work perfectly, and if something doesn't work perfectly, that that safety net that's set up has to work perfectly
0: right right and that's you know that was the remarkable thing about the Apollo 13 I think it says at the end that like the problem was caused by something that happened in manufacturing like you know two years before the crew was even chosen or something like that you know like it was it was like a bad bad something bad happened that nobody could really control you know and there was no way no way to foresee it but you know when Things are that risky anyway. Then the things you can control really need to be controlled and you know taken care of. So right. I don't know, man. Complicated shit, and it's it's amazing. It's things like that that make me really happy that there are much smarter people than me in the in the world. You know. <laughs> Because like so many things I just have no idea how they work, right, or I can't even imagine how anybody came up with the idea of how it works, like even you and I just talking on our into these microphones, separated by you know six or seven miles, we're just and it's just gonna record us, like who the hell came up with this
1: right, yeah, no, yeah, I mean it's wild,
0: somebody a hell of a lot smarter than me, that's for sure, but anyway, I um. I'm thankful internet people, computer people, whoever did did the hard work. Um so this is a this is not a first but a rarity that I'm not drinking alcohol for this recording.
1: I am uh, I'm not also um the uh recording uh uh that we had yesterday there was alcohol for sure which continued <laughs> uh, and then like, it's so early now. I'm just like, eh, eh, I'll hold
0: on. Yeah. I, I got, I got shit to do after this. So it's like, I'm, you know, I I don't want to start drinking. And then before I know it, five or six hours right, <laughs> are right. gone and you didn't get anything done. So we can, and it just goes to show that it's not the alcohol that makes the podcast great. Exactly. We can make it great exactly. without the don't alcohol. You don't have to
1: have it. So
0: No. But, and but it was it you know kind of funny how we talked about so many 1986 things in you know the the Challenger, Halley's Comet, and uh, Chernobyl,
1: and Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize and, how uh, volatile '86 was.
0: Yeah, but it makes me wonder. Like, maybe we should just start doing like podcasts that we feature on a year. Okay you know we look at a year sure. cuz like we could have could have talked about the 86 Mets we could have talked about Super Bowl 20 which happened uh-huh. in 86 with the Bears um i don't know we could we could look at different years like that and that would you know
1: yeah well i mean the possibilities are are endless and and i'm really you no know, hankering to to talk about uh 1974 <laughs> There are random <laughs> or, years where probably there's not a lot of shit happening.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, what, what happened back in 1811, right. you know, I, I don't, you know, although, uh, wait, eight, was it 18? I think it was 1809 that, uh, Abe Lincoln, Abe Lincoln and Charles Darwin were born on the exact same day.
1: Holy shit.
0: I think it was February 12th, 1809. Is that right? I don't know. Um, I I mean, I have the internet here, so I guess I can look it up. Um, Yeah, February 12th, 1809 for Abe Lincoln. I think it's Charles Darwin that I'm thinking of. And yeah, February 12th, 1809 for Charles Darwin. So like two of the biggest people of the 19th century are born on the exact same day. Just kind of crazy. But um, are you drinking anything? Do you have some water there or something?
1: Uh, I have water. Uh, uh, there's a nice glass of water that's totally empty. But earlier it was um, filled with with water and laying ice, and that water was crisp and cold. And uh, yeah, I mean, thanks to the laying ice. So I thought
0: your I thought your mouth seemed happy. Oh
1: yeah, I mean it was happy. The I I mean I was quenched so thank you not water but thank you Lang ice so laying
0: ice did the job yeah
1: make your drink happy make your mouth happy laying ice
0: there you go and really Lang ice is just you know fancy water
1: exactly
0: <laughs> water that's been changed all right well uh thanks for listening and we'll be back again uh, in just a couple days with a new episode. And until then tell a friend and leave us a review and we'll catch you later. Bye-bye.